Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Radical Hope Radio. I'm Georgia Suter, Director of Communications, and today we're so excited to welcome our new guest, Judith Orloff, MD, author of the new book, The Genius of Empathy, which includes a foreword by the Dalai Lama. It's available on Amazon and all online booksellers. Um, and Dr. Orloff is a New York Times bestselling author. She's a psychiatrist, an empath, an intuitive healer, and she's also on the UCLA Psychiatric Clinical Faculty. Dr. Orloff, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm very excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. And uh, I thought for our first question, we could sort of kick it off by talking about your forthcoming book, The Genius of Empathy, and maybe for our listeners um, that aren't as familiar with your work or haven't read the book yet, can you maybe provide us with a little glimpse into what the book is about without giving too much away? Um, yes, I'd be happy to. The, I'm, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm also an empath, and I'm a big believer in empathy and that it can save the world, it can save our relationships. It's a critical part of mental health. And uh, I wanted to get that across to everyone in the genius of empathy. And how do you bring empathy into your life? How do you bring empathy into situations that seem impossible and that you might have a terrible time going through and tend to beat yourself up or be unkind to yourself or your loved ones. Um, it's how to bring empathy into the love in our life, to be able to get more love and to be able to have empathy for other people, even if we don't agree with them, even if we um, have totally different belief systems or we don't like them. Empathy is the key to building a bridge heart to heart to somebody, even when they have all these personality qualities you don't like. It's how, if you're in a conference, if you're in a meeting, how do you bring empathy into the meeting if it's going downhill or you're not liking what people are saying? Nor how do you bring empathy to yourself? This is what the book is about. How do you develop self-empathy? Let's say you're going through, you know, your child uh, you know, or parent is going through a crisis and it's really intense. You don't want to beat yourself up or your child or parent up. You want to be able to show yourself empathy at those times so you can get through these difficult situations that we're all faced with in life. And some of them are impossible situations where you have a loss of a loved one. Now, how do you get through that with empathy? You cannot get through it without empathy. So that's, you know, just a fraction of what the book is about. And it's a very practical book, practical skills. You're in this situation. This is what you do. And you feel overwhelmed by emotions and you're absorbing them like many empaths. This is how you stop doing that. So that's a capsule of the book. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to reading it. Um, I was wondering if uh, for our listeners, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and sort of how you first got into your work with empathy and intuition and healing? Um, how did you first kind of break into all of that? Yeah, so as a child, I, I grew up um, in uh, Beverly Hills and I was in California and both my parents were physicians and I have 25 physicians in my family. So I have oh, wow. this long lineage. <laughs> <laughs> linear healers who were wonderful, devoted people. And I was this, and very scientifically based. And I was this little girl 
who would feel things. And I would go into a shopping mall and I would feel exhausted going in there. And I didn't know why I would feel fine going in, exhausted going out. And I didn't realize that, you know, I was what's called an empath or a highly sensitive person uh, where we pick up things. We don't have the same uh, filters that other people have. And so we tend to absorb emotions from other people. And I didn't know how not to do that. It's not a healthy thing to do. And so um, I went through a whole path of, of uh, getting involved with drugs when I was a teenager and nearly dying and going off a cliff and then meeting my first psychiatrist who was an angel in my life. And he said, in order for you to be whole, you need to incorporate your empathy, your intuition into your life. And um, that's just has to be your path. You can't keep running from it. And so I, people and places, you know, I met, I met people who helped me, you know, to, to do this and really supported me. And then I um, decided to go to medical school and to be able to um, be a psychiatrist in order to help other people um, get in touch with their empathy and their sensitivities and without being so ashamed of them. And so that, started me on my path to um, my pre-med training. And then I did my medical school at USC. I did my um, resident, psychiatric residency at the VA hospital LA and uh, UCLA. And then I opened up a private practice, which I've had for, you know, 25 years. So that's a little bit, little picture of my <laughs> life. Amazing. And um, coming, circling back to your new book for just a minute and diving deeper into kind of the role of empathy, wondering if you could discuss a little bit around what role empathy plays for creating deeper and more meaningful relationships specifically. Yes, that's a beautiful question because we want to have that connection in our lives we want to connect to people. There's an epidemic of loneliness going on now, and people are isolated and depressed and um, tending towards addiction, all kinds of addictions. And so it's important to be able to bring empathy into your relationships and not isolate when you go through something, you know, to be able to reach out to other people um, and have, or when other people reach out to you, to have empathy with what they're going through rather than judgment, to have empathy for yourself if you're going through a hard time, um, have empathy for yourself if you're stuck in addiction now and you want to get out, but you don't know how. Now, it's not time to beat yourself up. It is time to see reality, but it's not time to beat yourself up and to have empathy with um your friends and your family, instead of being mean to them. You know, it's just sometimes, you know, we're hardest on the people we love the most. You know, our worst sides come out with the people we love the most. And you, you need to know that's natural. It's just what happens. But you want to try and come from another place. You want to try and have empathy for what they're going through. And I just want to say that doesn't mean you don't set clear boundaries with them or say, no, I can't go there with you or no, you know, that behavior is unacceptable. If you keep shooting heroin in my house, you can't stay here. You know, as hard as it is, you have to, you know, set limits. And, and it's very hard, you know, to do it sometimes. But you can do it empathically. You could say, I love you. You're my precious son. I love you, but I can't support your drug habit. 
and it hurts me. I, if you want to get uh, recovery, you come back. I'm your biggest fan. I'm here. I love you, but I can't support this. And then you have empathy for yourself instead of beating yourself up as, as a, a parent who is a terrible parent because you can't you know, support your child. It's just, you know, I've worked with so many patients over the years on you know, how you can have self-empathy and be able to set healthy boundaries, which is a big theme of the book. You know, if someone you love is going through a, a trial, and then on the other hand, if somebody is going through a physical challenge, you know, and it's you love them so much, and it's very, very hard to be with suffering, especially if it's chronic suffering, and and it goes on a long time. You have to be able to show yourself self empathy, and you you think, and of course, empathy for your loved ones. But you think self empathy would be the easiest thing in the world to find, wouldn't you? But it is as a psychiatrist, you know, I've seen it in as a woman. It is the hardest thing to find sometimes. It's so much easier for me to have empathy for you and whatever you're going through than for myself. But that's why I wrote the book is to teach people how in the all kinds of situations to find empathy for themselves, um, to make it easier, make the path easier. So there's not so much suffering and not so much struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the empathy will soften things and it'll help you befriend yourself again, which is what you need to do. You need to be your own best friend. Mm-hmm. And you need to also trust your intuition as you're going through whatever happy events or challenging events that you're going through. You need to trust your gut feeling, which I talk about in the book. Mm-hmm. You need to not talk yourself out of these intuitive hits that you might get about people so that, you know, you're not involved with a narcissist or a sociopath who's trying to steal all your money, you know, or these charmers who are just so toxic to sensitive people. No, I I really think that being charming is overrated. I do. And being charismatic is, you know, what you need to do. What I talk about in the book is look for the empathy that someone is capable of. Look at how they treat others, their children, their peers, the world. How do they treat everybody, not just when somebody's looking at them, but how do they treat you when you're alone? Now, do they say horrible things? That's not acceptable. So self-empathy means, and intuition means, really accurately looking at who you're involved with and saying no to certain people. Yeah. Wow. Those are really great points. And it actually ties into my next question was around, which was around intuition and sort of, I know you talk about this a lot in your book, in previous books, how can we all sort of hone our own intuition? Are there self practices we can take or um, recommendations that you have specifically around honing your intuition, intuition and really learning how to listen to that gut feeling and trust yourself? Yes, every day it's important to listen to your body. Now, how does your body feel around this person? Does your energy go up? Does your energy go down? Do I feel sick around them, even though everyone else loves them? No, but I'm feeling nauseous around them. Um, And it doesn't matter. This isn't a popularity contest. It's just how you feel about somebody and honoring it. And maybe you don't understand why you feel that way. But still, you must have caution and not get into a business deal with them. 
not get into a tight friendship with them. You want to kind of hang back and get a sense of what's going on with this person, even though they're charismatic and smart and everybody loves them. And um, maybe they're not for you, or maybe they are for you. Maybe you feel uplifted around people, certain people, or especially if they give off a lot of heart energy. You know, this is, you know, what I believe in so strongly is that when we develop empathy and the sense of heart, we exude a certain energy that other people can feel, and it's the healing energy. We can, everyone listening to this can begin to develop their heart energy or their healing energy simply by putting your hands over your heart in the mid-chest and picturing something really beautiful that you love. Maybe it's a sunset. You know, maybe it's a body of water or the ocean waves slapping on the shore. Whatever makes you happy, and that will open up the love in your heart. And you can have a, an aura of, of love. Like, I'm so proud and honored that the Dalai Lama wrote the foreword to this book because he embodies what I'm talking about. He embodies the sense of love if you look at him and he has the humor. He's not overly serious. And, you know, he and his people have gone through so much, you know, just so much. And look at him. You know, he's anyways, he's a hero of mine. And it's good to have empathy models who you can respect and watch and emulate. And so that's important just for everybody's development of empathy is to have these heroes and people who live the kind of life that is meaningful to you and maybe have gone through a lot of struggle, but this is how they've gotten out of it. And this is how they've survived with a sense of humor. I know, which just seems like, wow, you know, how do do you do that? But you, you don't do it immediately, but you, you do, um, Listen to your intuition, listen to your body, listen to your gut feeling, um, listen to any aha feelings you might get. Sometimes you might talk, be talking to somebody and you suddenly get, oh, you know, I, I have an insight into my own creativity. Maybe I'm writing a, a project now and, and I'm with somebody and they're so, you know, some people are so amazing. They could spark your creativity just through conversation. And then you go, oh, my goodness, just write it down. Just if you have these ahas or intuitions or hunches, write them all down because they go away so fast. Nor if you have a dream, I'm a big believer in recording your dreams at night and listening to their messages. Um, and I've done that since I've been a little girl and it's been ever so helpful. Wow, those are great tips. Um, yeah, I love the idea of writing down your dreams and writing down those insights. Cause like you said, they can be so fleeting, but they're so important. Um, I was wondering, mm -hmm. no, I was just going to say, this is all about trusting yourself. Yeah. No, no matter what age you are, it's about trusting yourself, trusting your empathy, trusting your intuition, not getting swayed by public opinion, but always staying true to your most original, clearest voice. Yeah. And writing can help facilitate that connection to self. It can. It can. Journaling. Yeah. Great. And my last question before I sort of open it up to you and, and see if there's anything else you'd like to share with us um, was just more around uh, building relationships specifically. So at Radical Hope, we work with a lot of college students to help them build emotional res- resilience and form more meaningful connections with their peers in school, in their classes, in their daily lives. Do you have any um, 
advice and do you dive into this at all in the book around um, ways in which people can build more authentic, more meaningful relationships with their friends, with their family, with coworkers, with anyone in their life, really relationships that are, you know, deeper um, and more meaningful? That's a beautiful question. No, I think basically what empathy means and what people want, and this is true of almost everyone, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be appreciated, they want to be valued. And if you listen to somebody, if you want to build a good relationship with a new peer or a new friend, just listen to them. Um, just spend some time and give them some quality attention instead of talking about yourself all the time. Um, make people feel important because they are. And you deserve to be treated in the same way. And so sometimes, though, you need to educate your friends about what you need, and sometimes they don't know. And you could say it just it just feels so good when you reciprocate, you know, the, the friendship and, and we're in this together. That feels really great. So you can give people positive feedback to cement the relationship and resilience um, because sometimes it's scary to talk to new people and open up and you know, I, I know, you know, being a highly sensitive person, you know, I'm basically shy. I've always been shy, you know, in my life. But although I can, you know, speak in front of thousands of people, I'm basically shy. So if you are shy that's, you know, or sensitive, you, you need to honor what your feelings are. Now, it might be you don't like going to big groups of, or gatherings. It could be you prefer, you know, just being one-to-one or going out to tea with somebody no, you have to see what your preferences are so you're not put in social situations that feel uncomfortable to you. And so it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you're a sensitive person and you attract other people the same way, who are the same way, and you get a tribe of people. But it's not only if you're sensitive. You could just find people who have a sense of heart. No, just find friends who have a sense of heart. It's very simple. You feel the love coming from them. You feel good vibes coming from people who are heartfelt people. Um, and it might not be who you think it is. You know, maybe it's, you know, the, the checker in the market who has this beautiful, you know, light emanating from, from them. Maybe, you know, it's somebody who just is a very kind person who goes out of their way for you. You know, that's a beautiful thing. And you could do that for other people in terms of relationships. How do you stay strong? Somebody hurts your feelings. Um, with good friends, you have to learn to talk about it. Now, with not good friends, you know, no. And if someone who's not open, or if you're with a narcissist or sociopath, and there's a chapter in the book on that, no, they're, they have empathy deficient disorder. They're not going to be able to reciprocate with you. You know, so if you, but if you find somebody who's awkward, doesn't know how to, how to connect, you could kind of help them and not give up on them so fast or not. You get scared, but you could talk to other people about, I'm scared in social situations. If you are, I don't know. It could be anything. You have to be true to yourself and empathy can play a key role in your resilience. And as you grow, and as you age, definitely the kinder and the more heart-centered you are, the more beautiful your life will be. I and mean, that's for sure. That's what I've seen as a psychiatrist over the years. 
you don't want to get bitter and harbor all these resentments and, and hurts. You want to keep healing as your life goes on day by day, minute by minute, and hang in there and go where the love is and go where the empathy is and just know those values at this point as they will not lead you astray. They will not. That's wonderful guidance. Um, thank you. And um, my last question was just, is there anything else at all that we didn't touch on or that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, let me just randomly turn to a, something in the book. Yeah. Okay. Here's a technique. Use conscious breathing and shielding as protection techniques. Uh, sometimes you're going to be around people that don't feel so good that you're around them. And so you want to protect yourself. And the practical thing is to be aware of your breath. Don't hold your breath because then whatever negativity you're feeling or whatever emotions will stay in your body. But you want to keep breathing and you don't want to breathe shallowly. And you can visualize a protection of you know, a bubble around you that's a protective shield. It's a visualization technique so that whatever horrible energy is in the room is not going to get to you, basically. And you, and you don't judge yourself about, you know, if you're uncomfortable, I respect that. And just breathe, protect yourself, and, you know, take care of yourself and, and go again where the love is and the people who feel good to you and trust your intuition with people. Um, and um, that will lead you to a good place. Awesome. That's a great tip. I can only imagine all of the other wonderful nuggets of wisdom that are in your book. I can't wait to read it. Um, thank you so much, Judith, for coming on today. Really appreciate it. And it was wonderful speaking with you. It's wonderful speaking with you as well. And if people would like to reach me, they can get to me at drjudithorloff.com. I give empathy training workshops, um, individual sessions. I'm going to be on the road with my book. So I'm going to have lots of online and in-person events. If you want to come to an empathy event, you are invited. Awesome. Thank you, Judith. And for everyone listening, stay hopeful, stay safe, stay connected, and remember that you are not alone. You can learn more about our work at RadicalHopeFoundation.org. Thanks, everyone.